Anyway, that's enough of me talking. Let's uh, move over uh, to uh, Sam, who is going to preach the word of God to us in our Proverbs series. Um, I'm so excited to hear from Sam. I think Sam is such a such an amazing friend and such an amazing man of God. And uh, those of you who know him will know that um, what you see is what you get with Sam. There's no there's no facade. There's no kind of um, when he's preaching, you know, it's the real man. Uh, that you're listening to and he puts what he preaches into practice in his own life and that's something I really admire about him and I know that when he talks about stuff there is a there's a genuine sense of love for people and love for the church that comes through so I'm really excited to hear what Sam's going to share with us as he preaches the, the word of God let's uh, go over to hear from him now oh thanks Danny boy uh, it's really good to uh, be together this morning as Dan has said we're in a, a series looking at the book of Proverbs and uh we want to try and uh, glean some wisdom from this book into some key life areas. Uh, but the way in which we want to do that is we want to look at that within the context of the whole of Scripture. These aren't kind of fridge magnet type wisdom verses. These are uh, key uh, areas for us to, uh, to cling onto. And uh, this morning we're looking at the whole subject of handling disappointment. And uh, I would guess... Uh, that disappointment is something that we are all experiencing at the moment in one degree or another. This is a, a bit of a season of disappointment, uh, things that have not turned out as we had hoped they would. Uh, perhaps lots of things that are either on hold or, or cancelled. And uh, disappointment can take many forms. Feeling disappointed with, our, with ourselves, maybe, or uh, maybe you're, you're feeling disappointed with some, some other people. You feel let down. Uh, maybe there's been some things that's happened there, or maybe even disappointment towards God. Maybe feeling uh, that, that there's some things that have happened, and uh, and you perhaps are attributing that to God. And and, and I think that that Proverbs has wisdom for us. And uh, I want to look at uh, a couple of verses this morning just to help us along our way, and then look at that within the context of uh, the whole of Scripture. So Proverbs 13 verse 12. Uh, says this, says, a hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And if you take nothing else away from this morning, I really think this verse is key. Handling disappointment is about holding both these two things together. It's about holding both the acceptance, the, the realness of disappointment, the, the Christian life is not this uh, false veneer, that it's not, it's not the absence of this reality. Uh, that, that there is disappointment in life, uh, but we are a people of hope. We're called to hold disappointment at the same time as trusting a faithful God, hoping in him. And, uh, and I want to encourage us with that, with that this morning. I think this verse holds both things together, and I think that's the way that we handle disappointment. So if you take nothing else away, uh, may you know that, that we, uh, disappointment is real, but we're a people of hope. So what are some of the disappointments that you're living with at the moment and how are you handling them? Disappointments, uh, the proverb says, is like a sickness, the pain, the discomfort, yet there is wisdom in knowing that our hope leads to life. The Bible doesn't pretend that life is always going to be hunky-dory, uh, but it also doesn't allow us to warp unchanging truths about God and the promises that we have in him. Uh, looking to the one who will wipe away every tear, in whom there's no disappointment. Both these things are held together. If you're knowing that sickening disappointment today, may you also know the light of the hope that is found in Jesus. 
So how does it look to work through this type of disappointment? There's a number of different ways that we can handle disappointment. And uh, I think probably one of the more important verses, but also one of the more challenging verses we would find in Romans 8, 28, where it says, and we know that in all things, God works for good of those who love him. Such a fantastic verse, such a, a, a wonderfully important verse on this topic, uh, but also a challenging verse. And I certainly know this to be true in my own life. When I've looked back, disappointments that I have that have resulted in things that have worked out better than perhaps I'd hoped. Maybe many of us uh, will recognize that ourselves. This verse says but that God does this in all things. So how does he do that? Well, I'm not completely sure. I'm not completely convinced that I know now that how he has done that in some of the areas of disappointment that I have faced in life. I may not know now, but the truth of this verse is a comfort. The truth of this verse is that one day uh, we will know. The, the, the truth of this verse is that our God, our loving God, uh, turns all things for good for those who love him, that he has our best in mind, that he uh, is not a spiteful God. We've, we've heard these things already this morning, that he loves us, he, he cares for us deeply, and wants good things for us. But I find that with handling disappointment in light with uh, this verse and others, I find that I can too quickly feel around in the dark, searching for what is the purpose of this, instead of simply trusting that this is true in his timing. He's not absent, he's powerful in and through what we might be experiencing. If you were to uh, perhaps look for wisdom outside of the Bible, there's, there's a number of uh, different sayings and one that I came across recently. This will make a perfect fridge magnet. If life gives you lemons, make lemonade. The idea is that we need to do something to make the most of the curveball that life sends us. We need to make something out of it. But I think what we see from the Bible is the way in which we bring our disappointment to God and seek him in the midst of it, rather than trying to force something good out of it ourselves. Now, I'm not talking about wallowing in disappointment. There is, of course, some positive things that can come out of the experiences that we have. But I think we're called primarily to trust him in the midst of disappointment and to bring that to him. Terry Virgo talks, uh, and we're going to have Terry Virgo with us this term, uh, which is very, very exciting. He says, in times of delay and disappointment, don't make decisions to escape the process. God's purpose and timings are perfect. Isn't that important for us to know when we're handling disappointment? Recognize that God is not absent from this process. Corrie ten Boom, uh, we, uh, we listened to this story recently in Alpha, talking about persisting in prayer. She says, uh, when a train goes through the tunnel, you don't get off the train. Instead, you sit tight and trust the driver to bring you through. And God moves in unlikely and lowly places, so we don't want to miss what he's doing. There, there have been a number of times when we've experienced something that, that I did not want to, but it has drawn me closer to God. A number of disappointments that I, I've lived with, but I've known the closeness of Jesus as I've worked through them. My challenge is about not looking for that instant answer, not trying to force that lemonade out of, out of uh, these uh, lemons. Another thing that I've noticed is that but sometimes by asking the question of why am I so disappointed in this? Some things are really obvious, but it might uncover a desire that is more prominent than I perhaps realised. Why, why am I reacting this way? Why am I feeling like this? What is it that's going on uh, inside me? 
So there is a, a process in handling disappointment without being quick to make lemonade. Some other wisdom from Proverbs. Uh, verse 14, uh, sorry, chapter 14, verse 30 talks about comparison. This is a really important thing with the whole idea of disappointment. It says, a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. When experiencing disappointment, do you suddenly get more aware of the abundance in other people's lives? I, I find myself slipping into this, comparing myself with others, looking over my shoulder and, and making those comparisons. The Bible says that, that that's going to rot your bones. It's going to weaken you to your very core. Instead, know the peace that comes from God. It's worth recognizing this. This is good wisdom. Proverbs also says uh, a few chapters later, chapter 17, verse 22, talking of the idea of thankfulness. It says a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Notice how in disappointment I can remain low. And instead, the Bible, uh, the wisdom from the Bible is, is for us to remind ourselves of the goodness that's in our life. This is like medicine. Thankfulness is like medicine. We try and model this as a church family, something that, that we feel is really important, that we want to keep on remembering the goodness of God, keep on remembering thankfulness right at the beginning of everything that we do. And for you, if you're experiencing deep disappointment, maybe this feels like you're perhaps forcing medicine down your throat, but there is wisdom in reminding ourselves of the goodness of God. Being thankful to him is like medicine, having a cheerful heart. There are so many uh, other examples and, and uh, things that we could say on this subject, but the Bible is just full of, of moments of disappointment. Some of the main characters in the Bible we see experience deep disappointment. The story of Joseph, for example, in the Old Testament. He faced setbacks, trials, he, he faced betrayal. And uh, we read in his long journey that he was on that God was faithful. I mean, the Bible specifically says that. Moments when... It was uh, most deeply challenging for him. The Bible specifically says God was faithful to Joseph. And so we must remember these things. We must hold both of these two things uh, together. The reality that the sickness of uh, disappointment, but knowing the faithfulness of God and the, the fact that we are ultimately a people of hope. If we jump into the New Testament, really interesting story of, uh, of John the Baptist. Uh, many of you will know John the Baptist. He's, uh, but before he was born, uh, it was prophesied that, that his job was going to be um, to, to be preparing the way for Jesus, to be uh, speaking about Jesus in the desert. And then uh, we read that at Jesus' baptism, as Jesus is coming, he said, look, this is the one who's going to come and save the world. Uh, John the Baptist clearly knew who Jesus was, is. And the one... Uh, who's come to save his people. And, and then in Luke 7, uh, John the Baptist is now in prison, and uh, he sends a message to Jesus. Uh, he's having a bit of a wobble, and it's an extraordinary question. He says, now he's locked up, now he's, he's in prison, and he's maybe hearing a few snippets of stories. He's looking around, and he's thinking, this is not what I thought this should look like. This is not what I thought should be happening. This is not what I'd expected or perhaps even hoped for. And even John the Baptist, who was so very clear on who Jesus is, asked the question of Jesus, Jesus, are you the one or shall we be waiting for someone else? 
And what's happened is maybe the situation in his life, the disappointment he's experiencing has maybe warped his view and he's thinking, right, Jesus, are you the one? And Jesus replies to him and says, uh, wonderfully, he says, well, look, look, tell John what you've seen. Uh, the, the, there's healing, there's people being set free. Go and tell John what you've seen. But then Jesus said, also tell him not to stumble. Hold firm. Hold firm. He said, blessed are those who don't stumble on account of me. He says, John, hold firm in this season. When, when life is looking like you don't expect it to look, when there's disappointment, uh, hold firm to what you know. You know, John's saying, where are you? Have I got it wrong, Jesus? Jesus says, don't stumble. And uh, I really find a lot of encouragement from this. The Bible uh, uh, does not say that it's, it's not a, a lack of faith to ask this question. It's a biblical question to ask when we're facing disappointment. The worst thing that we can do is to not bring these things before God. Uh, the biblical picture of God is Father that we've been reminded of this morning. And when Alec, my uh, littlest boy, asks why, and he asks it a lot, sometimes repeatedly for minutes. I think God encourages us to approach him in the same way. It's okay to do that. It's okay to, to pour out to him in discomfort, uh, to, to seek his comfort, uh, not waiting until we're settled in these things, but to, to seek him instinctively to, uh, to, to approach him boldly, as we've been reminded of this morning. But not turning away, not uh, becoming... Uh, wallowing, but instead holding out uh, onto him. Having an idea of the, the bigger picture of his purpose. Now, I think I was just reminded of um, a number of older Christians, a number of older and maturer Christians that uh, I know that have experienced deep, deep disappointment. And yet I've seen in their life a, a, a real wisdom that comes from having an eternal perspective, a greater vision of the eternity uh, that we are called to, a greater vision of trusting Jesus, that he's been faithful before and he'll do it again, uh, responding to these things. And I just want to encourage us with that, that, that there is something that the Bible uh, pushes us towards. It says that we, we must have a bigger picture of the purpose, an understanding of the eternal perspective that we have in him. So just as I finish, uh, there's one more story that I would love for us to, to look at. But I want to encourage you in your disappointment. I want to encourage you to hold firm, to stand firm, like Jesus said to John the Baptist, to, to hold both these two things together, to hold the reality of disappointment, but the hope that we have in Jesus. Luke 24, uh, the disciples are on the road uh, in Emmaus, and uh, there's this wonderful verse Luke 24, verse 21, the disciples are, are talking. They're actually talking to Jesus, but they don't realize yet because they're, the Bible says they're so downcast, their heads down, uh, and uh, they're talking about what could have been. Jesus has just been executed. It's three days uh, since he was executed, and, uh, and they're obviously disappointed. They said, we had hoped. We'd hoped that he'd been the one who would come and redeem Israel. We'd hoped that things would have turned out differently We'd hoped uh, that the things that we'd invested in perhaps would have come out, but we, it looks like we've wasted our time. And uh, you can see the real pain, the real disappointment that is in these verses, verse 21. We, we'd hoped. And maybe you feel a bit like that yourself today. Maybe you're feeling a bit like, like that. I, I feel like I'd hoped there would be more. I'd hoped there was something different. 
And then as we read on in chapter 24, when we get down to verse 32, when they, when they see who Jesus is, when they see that it's the resurrected Jesus before them, it says, our hearts burned within us as we talked with him, as he opened the scriptures to us, as he, as he explained to us his purpose, as he explained to us what, what he was doing, apparent defeat turned into victory, disappointment into fresh hope, joy at the resurrection of Jesus. And I, and I believe that this is our, the way that we are to handle disappointment like this. In light of this wonderful victory, the fresh hope that we have in Jesus. Personally, I don't understand a number of things that are happening or have happened to me. I have a growing list of questions. Disappointment from this period of lockdown. Lots of I had hoped things going on. But I am convinced in the eternal hope, a burning in my heart that leads to life. And I want to package my disappointment in light of this now. I want to know both these things together and I want us uh, to handle disappointment that way together. Maybe I can pray for us before we sing in closing. But I really want to encourage you, if you are experiencing disappointment now, maybe as we pray and, uh, and sing this final song, maybe you can uh, seek to bring it freshly before God. Seek to, to land it in his lap, the loving, caring father, uh, and the one in whom we have an eternal hope that the burning inside our heart uh, might be reignited as we see our disappointment in light of that. Let's pray together. Father, we do uh, recognise the sickness of delay, the, the uh, disappointment uh, and the pain that comes with that. But Father, we, we trust in your uh, unfailing love. We trust in your word. Your word says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who has promised is faithful. And Father, we trust in you, a faithful God, uh, who has good things for us, who turns all things for our good, who uh, loves us uh, with a never-ending love, as a, as a wonderful, wonderful Father in whom we can boldly approach, as we've been reminded of this morning. Father, would you help us? Would you bring comfort in our disappointment? Father, where there's been deep-rooted disappointment, Father, I want to pray that this morning, you, by your grace, uh, would come near and bring comfort. Uh, we pray this in your precious name. Amen. Thank you, Father, that uh, you are with us and you have been with us and you will be with us, Father. Thank you that whatever uh, disappointments we are facing or whatever joys we are facing at the moment, thank you that you are with us, uh, Father, that however dark the tunnel is, thank you that we can trust the driver and that you're driving, you're the one who's in control of our lives. And Father, I pray that you would uh, help us to remember that, help us to keep our gaze focused on Jesus. Would he be the one that's centre of our lives? Would he be the one that gives us the deepest joy um, in our lives, Lord God? I pray that you would help us to know your presence with us as we go through the rest of today. Amen.